Welcome to Fred Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Laws. Welcome to Pred Wings Podcast, episode 63. And you can get us on social media, uh, Pred Wings Podcast on Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitch. And tonight we're on Podbean. Uh, Twitter and YouTube, we're at Pred Wings Pod. And our email is PredWingsPodcast at gmail.com. And before we get started, I just want to mention that I won the Pred Wings Bracket Challenge. Because I picked, um, well, actually, uh, maybe a little spoiler here before, but this this is a good seg to get into the play uh, conference final wrap. Um, because I picked Vegas uh, actually to win the cycle, but but the other two, uh, Brian and Ron, picked other teams, so I get more points because Vegas went to Stanley Cup, so. So I'm the champion for that. Not that I get anything, but at least yeah, I get. How about a pat on the back. Yeah. Bragging rights. Yeah, I always say the blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Uh, no beer league minute, but I just want to mention uh, Wednesday night I was playing goal and that little. Uh, I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago, but uh, the Zamboni thing that I was talking about. Um, you know, it's like a fun thing. You know drills and scrimmage for about an hour. I was playing unbelievable Wednesday night. I had this one save towards the end. I don't know what I was doing, but I was like on the one side and he had a wide open net and I dove across to my left. Glove out, stretched out. Puck goes right in my glove. It was like amazing save. So it keeps you coming back. It's like that shot in golf. It's like you make a good shot in golf, and it keeps you coming back playing golf. I mean, I haven't played golf in a few years now. So, anyway, speaking of golf, uh, that's where Dallas is. Um, Vegas won the uh, game six. Yeah, it was game six. Um, so, they, 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 they beat Dallas and uh, to advance to the uh, – Stanley Cup final would be Florida and Vegas, but uh, just close, just kind of interesting. Uh, you know, uh, Jim, we mentioned there our uh, last show, uh, Jerry Ben was suspended for the two games, um, and Dallas actually won those two games without him. So I'm wondering if, um, what if they had anything to do with it? And then, then he comes back and they lose. You never know. You never know. I mean, it certainly wasn't. It just wasn't good for for Ben, as I said on the last show. You know, it just it was a stupid, stupid thing to do. I know he's been doing it a while, gotten away with it for a while. Um, you just don't do that in the playoffs. You know, you're you're supposed to be the leader of the team, and now you're not even there. So, yeah, it's not not a good look, in my opinion. Yeah, so I um, see. I don't know if there's much to talk about that. Uh, I think last show, I think they had. I don't think we they had played those two games, or did they? 
I don't remember, but but in any case, uh, the end of the last game, game six, actually seemed like forever ago. It was just um, Monday night, I believe it was. I didn't really see much of it. I, I seen like the last period of it. So you know, I just actually uh, did I go? No, it didn't go in overtime, did it? I don't even remember that period, that game. It seems it was like like it was a year and a half ago. Yeah, and and the finals will start Saturday. Uh, I believe it's Saturday in Vegas, uh, Florida and Vegas. So I I actually picked, even though on my bracket I picked Vegas, but I think on our on our picks. Um, you know how far off you, hold on. you want to know how far off you were with your thought about the stars and Golden Knights? Um, Golden Knights were yeah, I, to nothing. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's awesome. right. Oh, yeah, how did I forget that game? Yeah, was... He had two goals. And if I, if I remember, Eichel had Eichel didn't have a, only know. one. In which game? Okay. Oh, the last game. Uh, no. He had zero. Oh. Hmm. Well, anyway, um, so I... Not only did he have zero, he had zero points. That's got to be the first uh, time in that series that he had no points. He had to have at least a, at least a point. I don't think he's had a goal. I think he, he might have had, like, an empty net goal, but I think he's had, he's had so much of assists. In what game? The series against Dallas. Oh, oh, the, oh I see. I was say the last uh, game, no, he didn't have yeah. anything. Uh, um, but anyway, you know, I, I, you know, I picked, um, in the bracket challenge, I had picked Vegas to win the cup. Um, they still might, but Florida's playing really good. And this layoff is the only question. Um, but, um, I, I just think, uh, on our, our off air picks, um, the Pred Wings picks, I think, uh, I, I gotta go with Florida. Just because they're just playing un- unbelievable right now, and Bobrovsky is playing really great, and so I mean it's going to be inter- it's going to be a great finals to watch as a fan. Because I mean I, I don't really care for Vegas, um, but it, I, I'm actually kind of pulling for Florida. But you know it's going to be a first time winner either way. You know Florida's only this is only their second time. The only time was like their f- first. It was either first year or second year. It was 96, I believe, against Colorado. And um, I think it was Uwe Cruz. Did they get swept that round that, that year? But I believe, I, I almost think it was Uwe Krupp that scored the cup clinching goal um, But for Colorado. So, but um, yeah, Florida lost to Colorado. I, I almost want to say it was a sweep, but I can't remember how to look. But um, so. This is their second appearance, and I really think this is Vegas's first. I don't think they or did they lose the finals? Did they only make it to Western Conference finals? I think they've, and this is only their what? Okay, so they must have lost. Oh, it was Pittsburgh, wasn't it? Was it the year after the? Yeah, it was the year after the Penguin Predators made it, isn't it? 
Yeah, I believe it was. And then Penguins, so the Penguins won their back-to-back against Vegas, and okay, that's what. Okay, that's that's probably what it was then. So, so both both teams their second trip. Only Vegas, I think this is their fourth year. So, I mean, that that just shows you the new, you know, these new expansion teams. And, you know, look at Seattle, you know, they're, they're their second year, I think. And, you know, they made it in the playoffs. And it, I guess it's just a new, the new era with their expansion. You know, back in the day when Florida came in and even when, you know, Nashville and Columbus, they kind of, I don't want to say they didn't care, but, you know, they just, it just seems like, they want instant winners now. Yeah, I mean, the expa- I mean, obviously the expansion draft is is different now. Um, you know, there's different rules. There's different things that, that teams can do. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I don't want to say there's an unfair advantage because you you want to see a team come into you want to see a team come into the league and be competitive. You know, it would just absolutely <laughs> suck every single week. I mean, think about this. If you're a new team and you're in a new city and you got blown out every single game, how is that going to help you grow the sport of hockey in your city? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, well, you know, Nashville, I mean, just, I, I just, I hate to keep harp, you know, no, c- comparing it. Nashville, but. I mean, they got, they had their fans behind them, but, you know, not like, you know, Vegas and Seattle, you know, where their fans are like, I mean, they're, they're like selling out, you know, immediately. I mean, of course, they are new, too. I think the Predators did, like, their first year, maybe their second. I, I had to take a look at, you know, their attendance-wise in, in those years. Uh, I, I, might, I, I should have done that, but I was, didn't really know I was going to, come up with this this um thing but the fans didn't really start coming to like you know they didn't really it, it kind of like slowly built up and then you know by the time 2016 2015 2016 and then 2017 that's when it really hit when they became a i don't want to say hockey town because that's detroit's thing a hockey city that's all right yeah go for um it. hockey city yeah that that you know, that's just you know and I think it does have something to do with, you know, um, well, it was before that when, you know, they got, all, you know, Nashville's got a lot of, a lot of transplants now, you know, a lot of people moving in from, you know, Michigan and, you know, California, I think, you know, uh, down south, you know, Texas, you know, just different places, um, even New York, there's a lot of people come from New York moving down there. So they're getting a lot of, you know, it's not just the natives, you know. So, uh, but, you know, they they didn't, it seems like Vegas and Seattle have got that. I mean, it's kind of too early to tell right now, but it seems like they're, right now they're getting that core, you know, becoming that hockey city like Nashville did in, like, 2015, 2016 it started, but then 2017 when they made the, their cup for the first year, that's when it really took off and, and, and you saw, you know, what is now. And and now, you know, last year, in the last couple of years, they've been calling for the coach's job. That never really happened. I mean, obviously, you know, they had a good coach. You know, they've only had, what, three, uh, four coaches now? Three, um, 
three three coaches and um uh, well four before now um uh, but I, they didn't really they were really you know how the last couple of years they were really really on Heinz. You know they they were like got to get rid of this guy. But before that, you know obviously with Trotz when he was coaching, he they just loved him and they didn't even even when they got rid of him that uh, they they weren't calling for him to quit, to to fire him and there a lot of, there was actually a lot of fans who were pretty displeased when they did did fire him. Um, but, you know, it just, you know, goes to show you that, you know, they, they become, you know, like, like in Toronto, you know, every, it's like every year and it done us for years where it's like, if they don't have a good year, they want their coach fired. And, and same thing with, you know, the markets like Boston and, and, you know, and I'm not even sure like Chicago. But, so I just, you know, it just it seems like that's, you know, I'm just kind of interesting to see because Vegas really hasn't had, they've had that one down year. Uh, there's like, I think one year where they didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just kind of interested to see, you know, if if they go through that cycle where they kind of, couple of years where they're not that good see see how their fans react i guess that's what i'm trying to say is you know it's good now and, and same, same thing with seattle I mean, um you got some dark times ahead of you in terms of um what you're gonna see for an output right now but you'll understand it all once it all comes together so um i guess that's about it for the you know the Obviously, the playoffs and and just you know Florida and Vegas. That's it's, it's going to be inter- interesting series. I think it's going to be a physical series, um, more so for Florida. I, I, Vegas can play physical too, um, but I think I think um, I think I think Florida wants. I think Florida wants to be more physical than Vegas. I mean, I, I obviously Vegas, although da- I don't think Dallas really. Maybe a game or two they got, it got really physical. But I don't think, I don't know if Vegas really wants to go out and and make a physical game. I think they'll play that kind of game, but I don't think that's really their style. So we'll just have to wait and see, you know. And you know, obviously it starts in Vegas, um, you know, game one and two, and TNT will have the coverage for the first time. Um, so. We'll just have to wait and see what happens in game one. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it is going to be a physical game, and I think Florida, um, you know, can take an, an edge, you know, early if T'Chuck comes out and plays his game the way that he plays it early on. Um, he needs to get under their skin quick. And, you know, I just I, – I think that he's going to be the difference maker. He's proven, you know, he's only gotten better – as these playoffs have, have gone on. And I think he's going to just elevate his game even more. I, I think, you know, I think I've made this reference before, but there's blood in the water and he's after it. Yeah. And uh, so I guess, um, you know, the prayers have, you know, quite a bit of news this week. Um, I mean, I kind of a surprise and not a surprise. Um, I was actually kind of 
I thought it would come, you know, and the Admirals, and we'll get to later, you know, they're still in the Color Cup uh, race, and um, I, I thought maybe they would make a decision after the season was over. And, you know, in, in just the way Trash was talking, you know, even, you know, after the season was over about, you know, keeping Heinz on and, you know, evaluating and everything. And, um, but they went ahead and fired Heinz and uh, Daniel Lambert, which um pretty glad that Lambert is gone because I, I think it was Lambert that was running the power play. And he obviously was not a power play guy because that power play was absolutely pathetic. So, um, but then um, on the I, you know on, on the Preds fan sites, they there's a lot of people that were actually it wasn't the, the fans; it was a writer uh, in in Tennessee uh, in Nashville uh, saying how you know it was kind of a slight to Hines, you know, they, they fired him and, and then the next day they hired a new coach and he's like, uh, you know, it's like, but I mean, that happens all the time where they fire a coach. And, I mean, obviously sometimes, you know, when they hire new coaches, it might be like a week or two later, but you know, there has been times where they fire a guy and then they rename a new coach the next day or two. But I mean, I think they've already had that, you know, it, it, it didn't just happen. I mean, they, they've obviously had, they knew it was coming. They just announced it, you know, today. Um, yeah. And I, and I think, well, first of all, I eat crow because I had said that, you know, they're going to keep him on. They're going to evaluate him, see how he does under the new system, the new regime, you know, see, see how, he can get these, you know, he's putting together a new team, essentially. That's Trotz's job, is to put together a new roster that's going to be more competitive than it was the year before. Some of that will be growth from your, your obviously, your, your AHL affiliates. It could be from trade acquisitions, whatever. But the roster is going to be different. So, you know, I, I had felt, after watching Detroit and understanding why Detroit did it, I had thought for certain that, he was going to be given at least one more year. It's kind of a, you know, you, you make it or break it year. If these kids aren't getting better and we're still kind of stale, this just isn't working. You take care. Goodbye. But if you start seeing growth, you might want to let him ride the ship because maybe he's got the locker room, you know, working in his favor. But I don't know. I'm not in there. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I kind of thought they were going to keep him on um, another year or two, but, but they went and hired uh, Andrew Brunette. Um, he was, um, this is, it's his first head coach position. I got a little bit, uh, oh, I, oh. I hope I won't be spent too much time on this, but I got some, you know, things about Andrew Burnett. Um, so he was the uh, the Wild, Minnesota Wild assistant coach in uh, 2015 and 16, or, or 2015-16 season, actually. Um, and then he went to the Panthers uh, as assistant coach for uh, three seasons. 2019-20 uh, was his first year. Um, and then he was, then obviously they made, you know, they fired their coach and I don't remember who it was at the time. Um, 
it might be um, the one who's coaching. Is it Vegas now or Florida? Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't remember his name now. I think he's. I almost think it was a coach that was coaching Vegas or or Dallas. I know I wasn't Dallas coach. Um, I must have been a Vegas. I can't remember who was coach Vegas coach. But um, it was uh, 21-22 when he became the interim head coach for the Panthers. Uh, that that happened in October of 2021, and that year they won the Presidents Trophy. Um, and. Uh, just interesting. Um, he's actually the same age as me. He's 49 years old. And he's had coach and I'm recording a podcast <laughs> and not a very, well, not making money, but anyway, um, uh, just interesting that, like, well, I guess he put, you know, I guess that's what I was when you, you know, is it, you know, you play in the game and, but, uh, that was the, um, and that was also that year he won the President's Trophy with the Panthers. That was their franchise best, uh, 51 wins at 108 points that year. So, you know, he chose I mean, and, and don't tell me, you know, he pretty much the whole season because it was October when he got the interim coach. So pretty much the whole season. Um, and then he moved on to New Jersey under Roth um, as an assistant in uh, last year, 22-23, actually this past season. Um, his playing career, uh, he played in uh, 1,110 NHL games. It's 1110. So quite a bit of, uh, quite a bit of uh, playing experience. Expansion draft pick of the Predators. So he was an original Predator, even though he played one season. Uh, that, that was in 1998-99, obviously, the first year. He was expansion draft pick from Washington. But he had, uh, in that year with the Predators, he had 77 games played, and he had 11 goals and 20 assists. So not too bad, I guess. Um, he and, uh, and another bit of trivia, he scored the first goal in Predators history. So, anyone anyone listening, um, that's uh, a little fun fact from D. You know, and he wasn't one of the main, you know, the stars. Like, you know, Leguan was their draft pick and everything. Uh, but uh, Brunette, he was the Washington Capitals' uh, seventh round draft pick in 1993. And another interesting note on that, uh, David Poyle. Uh, which we all know <laughs> from the Predators. He was a Capitals GM uh, when he dra- when he was drafted in 1993 when when uh, when Burnett drafted him. So interesting note that he drafted him and then well technically he didn't hire him because I think Trotz did even though even though it's not officially taken over. Uh, so I don't want to say that he. Draft him and, and hired him, so I mean he might have can say, but I I don't want to go down that road. You know, obviously try it's Trotz's hire. Trotz made the hire in his whole NHL career. He had two hundred sixty eight goals and four hundred sixty five assists, and he played for Atlanta, Minnesota, Colorado, Minnesota again, and then Chicago. And another fun note, in 1999, he was traded by the Predators to Atlanta. That's where 
you know, obviously when I just mentioned his teams, he played Atlanta. Uh, he was draft. He was traded to Atlanta by the press for a conditional pick in 2000. Actually, that wasn't that. That was 2000. Um, uh, no, no, it was it was 1999 when he was traded. It was a conditional pick in 2000. That the pick was in 2000 draft. That's what it was. Um, so I don't know what that conditional pick was. Um, I probably could have dug and find out, but it might have been nothing either. So just some fun note, you know, backstory to Andrew Burnett, the new new Predators head coach. So kind of interesting to uh, see what he, you know, brings in. And obviously, you know, who he brings into his for his um, assistant coaches and, God forbid he gets somebody that can knows how to run a power play because the Predators power play is absolutely pathetic for the last two three years. Not saying the power play, you know, is important to win games, um, but you know when you get the opportunity, you gotta take advantage. Um, and they just they they couldn't do nothing the last couple of years on a power play. Um, thanks. To, I, I, I'm almost sure it's Dean Lambert. In fact, I, cause I remember looking, um, trying to figure out who was running the power plant. I'm pretty sure I found out it was Lambert, but he's, he's gone. And, um, as I also was looking at social media earlier this week and a couple of people were saying, um, how Heinz might, <laughs> might not even find another job unless it's coyotes. He might. Yeah, I mean, he he didn't do so hot in New Jersey, as we all saw. He didn't do so hot in Nashville. So, I mean, teams that get rid of their coach are looking for a coach who can build them back up. And a coach that can build them back up will, will create, you know, obviously more opportunity for themselves later on whereas Hines has not done anything to create opportunity for himself. Because who's going to trust him behind the, the wheel of a team who just fired a coach because they're not very good? So I just, I have a hard time seeing him. I have a very hard time seeing him. Yeah, it'll be at least. Any type of a job. At least two or three years. He, you know, maybe maybe the minor league somewhere. I don't know. Maybe he'll take a year off. I mean, I hope he stashed some money away. Um, the last couple of years, but you know, he'll he'll probably take maybe a year off or whatever, and he'll probably go have to go back into the minors. Some some you know, whether it be I don't know if it'll be the AHL or or the or maybe juniors or. Or maybe a college program somewhere, I you know, but you know, I don't see him coming back at NHL for at least probably a good three four years. You know, it, 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 I think there's you know a lot of short term memory um, for the uh, you know the managing management. So you know they they you know they remember this unless they really really do their work their homework and say no, we definitely don't want this guy and you know. But, you know, maybe it'll be, you know, four or five years down the line unless he decides he doesn't want to coach any NHL anymore. You know, teams might, you know, it's been four years. Maybe we can kind of give him another chance, but I don't know. I don't want to speculate on that. Um, 
But I think that's pretty much all the Preds news, you know, even though it was big news. Um, I thought there was something else, but I don't think. I don't think that's on the, the, the Pride front. Um, the only thing that Detroit has even rumored or talked about is they might be pursuing one of the top four from uh, Toronto. But. I have a feeling that that's not going to, to happen. Because one of the reports that I saw was Mitch Marner for Moritz Sider. Eisman. Um, no, I, you, not Sider. You got to keep Sider. Detroit needs goal scorers. They don't need, they don't need, um, you know. Yeah, but he's one of their, he's coming, coming up still. He's arguably their best defenseman. He is their best defenseman. Okay. Well, you can't get rid of defense for a scorer. You you no. can always you can always you know there's gonna be free agents coming along, um, and um, as long as we're talking about free agency, you know, uh, just saw uh, uh, I don't know how this this might hurt uh, Patrick Kane, um, but um, he's he's due to be a free agent, uh, due to be a unrestricted free agent. Uh, but he had a uh, hip resurfacing surgery uh, on Thursday, and he will miss, could miss the start of the next season. So um, I don't know if that's really going to hurt his chances in free agency. I mean, obviously, some teams are going to be like, you know, he could miss. So it's not, you know. You know, if he works hard in the off season, you know, I mean, you know, NHL players, you know, they, you know, they have, you know, these injuries, they come back and like, you know, normal people could be out six, eight weeks and these professionals are great shape and, and great, you know, work out and all, you know, have the best, uh, the best uh, trainers and, and surgeons you know, and that same, same, same injury that a normal person could be out for six, eight weeks in day-to-day life, they could only, they could be out, miss like maybe two months or um, two weeks, not, you know, you know, instead of six weeks. So, mm-hmm. you know, he might, you know, he might miss the start of next season. He might not, you know, it doesn't say how long he'd be, he'd be out. Um, but you know, there, I'm sure there's some teams that won't really care. They like they'll still sign him, and yeah, so he'll miss maybe a month, you know, at worst, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I don't see Detroit signing him. Um, I think he's going to be making too much money, and, and he's uh, 34 years. He's 34 years old, so I don't think. Uh, I think it would kind of be kind of dumb. I don't because they're they're so young, and. I just don't think. I mean, he's still got it, but I don't think their answer is a 34-year-old that's just had surgery. I think they need to go after somebody that's, you know, mid 20s, maybe. You know, even if they have to pay, you know, eight nine million dollars to, to sign anybody at a high price point right now. Nobody. They're just not there. We got to finish putting the core together. But yeah, the. Um, Just kind of briefly um, see some of these free agents. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of them in the 30s. Um, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, I, I still don't think, you know, I, I just don't think, he, he's 32 years old, so I don't know, I don't know if they really want to go after somebody, you know, maybe like a Debrinka, he's 25, he might be a good fit. Um, his cap hit was $6 million. I don't know what he'll be asking for in, in free agency, but, you know, that might not be a bad signing for Detroit. I mean, he definitely can score. Uh, he's only 20, he's 25. So that might be, I don't know what kind of age range Detroit's looking at. Um, uh, let's see some of these other, maybe a Timo Meyer. He's 26. He's a little bit older, but I, I just don't see Detroit signing somebody in their thirties. I mean, maybe they will, but maybe a Jasper. Unless the price is right. Jasper Brat, uh, he was making five million, or his actually his cap it was five million. Uh, he's twenty four. That that might not be a bad fit. Um, he he can he can put he can put the puck in the net. So it's going to be interesting. I, I think I don't know if Detroit's going to be too active. I in French, they might get you know maybe one or two really good players, but I don't know, you know, as far as players that they have to resign. Um not sure what what their roster is as far as, you know, who they're gonna who they need to resign or or what. Um I know they obviously Larkin got locked out locked down. Um so I don't, I don't know if they're really gonna lose anybody or have to sign anybody. So and I'm not really sure I don't think they're sitting too bad is in the cap space. No. No, but again, it has everything to do with where they are in the rebuild. And until they hit Traverse City, you know, it doesn't really doesn't really make a difference. Um, you might see him sign a couple of people unless they can get some kind of a good deal, some kind of a blockbuster trade. But you know, it's Eiserman keeps talking about believing in the process, believing in the process, believing in the process. And I I would have to imagine that at some point in this process is, hey, we're actually a contender for the playoffs. And when they hit that point, when it's like, hey, we are just on the bubble, where we're actually fighting for a playoff spot, not a draft pick. Then I mean we're not we're not that far off now. I think there was I don't want to say tanking, but I think we gave some opportunities to some guys to see how they would, you know, flow in, you know, the NHL speed. So, you know, call it what you will. But I think when we're on that bubble of finally getting, you know, getting recognized, I guess for possibly being in the playoffs. That's when you start thinking about, you know, who's out there that we can bring in here that might help us reach that next level. And, I mean, quite honestly, the answer could be we wait one more season and we've got somebody in the pipeline that's going to come up and do it for us. Like, that's the little bit of edge that we need. I mean, I don't know. I don't have all the stats that, that are you know, accessible to Eisman, but I'm sure he's going to, you know, put together something and, you know, have it manifest before our eyes. Well, they were, they were 
right there this year, but I I think they were just too young. You know, they didn't win. They didn't win the games that they needed to. They they kind of faltered down the stretch. They're just like a young team, kind of like the Predators. Even though they they had that good Predators had a good run at the end of the season, but um, you know the Wings they just they need to find out. They need to learn how to win. Um, and you know big crucial games because I mean they they were right there till probably what mid All Star break maybe January See, when they started falling out. Because I could because I could sit here and say that. You know the, the the you know the the you know I'm trying to think how I can how I can articulate this the right way, but they need to be more consistent, and consistency is you know somewhat difficult, and you need to have you know to have that consistency, you have to have the the trust with the players playing on the ice. Um, and I feel that Detroit just does not have that yet. They just don't. They don't have the consistency. They don't have the confidence in each other. It's getting there. You know, it's getting there. We've got some young guys, first year guys, second year guys. Um, you know that are that are going to be continuing to to grow. You know, I think all that'll change. But again, once they get consistent, they can go on some streaks. You know, obviously they're going to lose a game here and there. Um, but you're you're gonna go you're gonna go in streaks and that's that's what you want, and you don't want to have an L in the 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 game results. So yeah, we just we gotta start trending in the right direction. We gotta start winning some games. We gotta start going on some streaks. We gotta you know hit that bubble, and then once we hit that bubble, then you start looking at you know these big name players. But I mean, again. You, you look at guys like Perron who came over, still has a little bit of juice in the tank, a little bit older, you know, signs a contract with us. You know, that's a guy that has seen the Stanley Cup. That is a guy that has played on some excellent teams. That is a guy that knows how to control a locker room. So when you look at that trade from Steve Eiserman, it's, it's they're not trade, but well, yeah, but whatever. Getting a guy like Perron on the team is huge for so many different things. And he's not going to score 60 goals a year. But what he does to kind of, you know, just put like, so what he does is leads, you know, he's obviously a leader. And helping grow that, that it's a, I guess what I'm trying to say is they need guys like that to grow the culture. Because once they have that winning culture, I mean, you're seeing it in, in you know, down the street in the Lions locker room. The Red Wings need to have that type of buy-in, and I think Perron is a guy that's going to help them with that buy-in. So getting back on track, you know, a guy like Perron comes on the market where he's going to give you a, a multifaceted you know, look for the, the, the future of your team, you know, he's going to score some goals. He's going to, you know, help set up some assists. He's going to, you know, not not afraid to throw the body around a little bit. Um, he's great in the locker room. He's a mentor to these young guys. I mean, he brings so much to the team. Even though he doesn't get you 40, 50, 60 goals a year, 
he brings so many other things. Like I'm, I'm just repeating myself now. But that, but again, if a guy like that comes on the market, then you really got to sit back and take a look and see if you know is this somebody we should bring in? Does the price make make sense? And you know, I could see that possibly happening. But ultimately, I think we're just going to see some better mediocre hockey. And I think you'll see us creep up in the standings a little bit. If the Wings make the playoffs next year, I'm going to be shocked. I think we're two years away still. You're more on. I do. I think Detroit's a couple years away. So I think Eisman's trying to build a dynasty, not a one-hit wonder. Yeah, I know. I don't know about dynasties anymore, but we talked about that last episode. But um, there was not really a lot of news, you know, as far as NHL news. Um, the Penguin, I don't, obviously, we didn't talk about uh, this last week because I think it was uh, just a couple of days ago. Uh, the Penguins hired Kyle Dubas um, as the president of hockey operations. And he will be the interim GM until they hire a replacement uh, sometime, I think, during the summer. I think they're expected to make uh, – I think he's – I think they're expected to hire somebody for GM later this summer maybe. Um, I'm not sure. I saw that he was brought in as as an interim – but yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be the uh, he's gonna be the interim GM until they hire a, a replacement. Um, but he's gonna be the president of hockey operations. Uh, he was the GM of Toronto for five seasons. I don't really, I'm not even sure. I, To be quite honest, I don't even know who he is. <laughs> so I don't, you know, I, I can't no. comment on anything. Agreed. Um, obviously, he's probably just uh, somebody in the front office. I mean, obviously, probably hasn't played professional, um, just I'm not aware of, um, at least in the NHL. But um, he's probably more of a business business person, but um, uh, another interesting news, obviously, well, I guess Keith is not un- a Toronto coach. He's uh, uncertain. Um, but, I mean, I don't know how long he's been there. Um, obviously, he hasn't been able to get it done in, in their eyes. Um, but I don't see... I think there's any any other news, uh, NHL news. Um, obviously, there's no suspensions because there hasn't been any games to suspend to another short week. Um, yeah, like every can, game is going to get short. Every week is shorter and shorter. Yeah, and then... We're going to ride the ship out. Yeah, and then, you know, the, now it's going to come finals is here. And, you know, however long, I, I still think it's going to probably at least six games. Um maybe even seven, but, um, so. 
make it exciting for us. But, um, you know, by the end of the month, we'll probably be down to, you know, like last summer, we were down to what, one, one, uh, one show a month uh, until, uh, I, was, I believe it was September. Mid-September, I think we started back up. Let's see, we can uh, get a little bit still some AHL uh, updates. Um, I'll start with the Admirals. Um, they, uh, you know, they fell down uh, two games to none to Kachaw Valley, who's actually the Seattle farm team. Um, I was, you know, I remember last last show, I was like, I don't not sure who who they belong to, but it was. Uh, there, it, it's Seattle's team, and, and, and Coachella is in California. I guess it's Coachella Valley, California. That's actually the town. Um, I didn't know that was actual town. That was just a area. But uh, they fell down. And they, they Coachella Valley has a home ice advantage, and uh, because they're you know obviously probably do it because of travel, because uh, they're in California and Milwaukee's obviously in the more in the central a little bit west of um they're in wisconsin so a little bit a little bit west of michigan um so it's it's a uh two three two series instead of a regular two two one 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 so the first two games were in coachella valley and then they got three in milwaukee and then then they go two in back to coachella valley uh so coachella valley won the first two games um to to go up two games to none. Uh, Askroff played both games, uh, lost. Um, can't remember what the hell those scores were. Oh, I think it was like five to two or something like that. And that was the last game. Um, that was that was the last game. They come home, start Devin Cooley. They win. They win a game. Uh, to good to go make it two to one and then the last game the last game was a five to two win that was on thursday night five to two win for the admirals uh some predators uh you know names that i've talked about with the predators and you know last month or two uh phil tomasino um he scored a goal in this one isaac radcliffe he was actually uh the predators actually traded uh philadelphia um, they traded, they, they got him from Philadelphia for future considerations. So that, and he was obviously playing. I don't, he might have played a game or two in Nashville. I can't remember, but, um, actually, I think he did. But he's basically was, they got him basically from Milwaukee. He might end up in Nashville at some point. Uh, he is, uh, he's, how old is he? Uh, he was born in, 1999, so that would make him 20, 20 something. Can't remember. I'm not, not doing my math very well. Um, so he's in his 20s anyway. Or actually, he might be close to 30, right? 1999. Uh, no, 20, 24 then. 24. This is 2023. Yeah, 24. So he's 24. Um, trying to think about that for a little bit. Um, so you know, that's still not a bad. Uh, you know, got him for future considerations. Um, uh, and then uh, you know, Yoakum Kemmel. Uh, he's probably going to be. I don't want to say he'll be in Nashville next year, maybe a couple of years, but he'll he'll. I think he'll definitely be a future predator. Um, and then of course Michael McCarron, 
Uh, he's seen time in there. He might actually be back up. That was a short and a goal. Uh, Mark Jankowski, who was a predator, obviously. Uh, he had he assisted on that goal. He actually had two assists in that game. And then uh, Igor Afanasyev had an empty net goal. And he also had an assist on Joachim Kemmel's goal. So uh, they won that game 5-2 to two with Devin Cooley. Uh, Devin Cooley actually had two wins. So uh, the Milwaukee, is their series is tied at uh, two apiece. Um, and then they play the next game at Milwaukee on Saturday. And then um, and then they go back to Kutcher Valley on Monday. Uh, and then uh, maybe if they need it, uh, Wednesday night in Kutcher Valley. So series tied 2-2, Milwaukee's home. Maybe they, if they can win an early home game, take a 3-2 series lead going to Coach Valley, that'd be really, that would really be uh, in the driver's seat for them because then they just need, then they just got two games uh, try to advance to the Calder Cup final. Um, then on the other hand, uh, the Amherst fought back. Um, they were down, uh, they put down three. Uh, they they won the first ser- first game in that series, and then they lost three. Uh, I believe it was three games, two and three, and four. They won. They lost three straight, so they were down three games to one. They fought back, and Hershey won that game, and then uh, <clears throat> back home, and they lost uh, one to nothing. Um, but they, uh, so they're out. Hershey advances four games to two, so it's going to be Hershey in the Call of Cup final. Seems like they're always in it. Um, but game three in Rochester for that game, uh, complete sellout, 10,600. That is double the Coyotes' attendance. Coyotes only hold like 5,000, 4,500, something like that. That's why they're going to oh. And, uh, I mean, this is an HL team in Rochester that's, you know, not really that big of a city. Obviously, compared to, you could probably fit two of those cities at least in Arizona or Phoenix, wherever Tempe or, and Tempe's like a suburb of Phoenix. So it's probably, I'm sure it's way bigger than Rochester. Um uh, and and they filled you know ten thousand fans and Arizona can't even get five. And of course, I mean, granted they're playing in a college stadium, college arena, because they can't get the support to build a new arena with private funds, not even public funds. With they can't even get uh, they can't even get. Just uh, I, I'm not going to go on that rant against yeah, Arizona again. Um, but you know how we were talking about Dallas, you know, in that one game, the fans were throwing garbage and, and all that stuff. And I mean, I know the referee, the official, the fishing was terrible in game three. Um, and I don't know, I don't, I don't, I think it was probably just a few fans. So I don't want to go out, but I, I have to, I have to mention, you know, the Amherst fans, you know, obviously it wasn't all of them, it was just a few. Throwing garbage on the ice. I mean, I have to say that because we 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 went and we you know we talk about Dallas, you know, and the fans, and it's not even Dallas fans. I mean, I mean, 
it's the same thing. It's not all their fans. Just like the, just like it wasn't all the Amherst fans. Just a few idiots. I know the fishing was bad, and I'm sure that Dallas fans probably would agree. You know, there I I can't remember if the fishing was bad or not in that game or not. But you know, it, it doesn't it it doesn't matter. You know. What what the problem? You you just don't do that, you know. And I know it's just probably just a couple fans, but you know, you it just I, I you can't do that. I don't care what sport it is. You just it's just not. It makes you look bad. It makes your city look bad. It makes your fan base look bad. You don't just leave. If if you're that disgusted, leave. True. Yeah, you can't. I mean. That's just not a way to get your your point across. I I understand the frustration, you know. I I wanted to see the game called differently, you know, being a hometown team, but you gotta keep it together. You can't you can't throw stuff on the ice. It's a safety hazard, you know. It can delay the game. It's just keep the integrity. Hockey's in a, a sport of integrity. It's very expensive to play. Keep keep the integrity. And they, I mean, and you can actually get penalties for it. And I'd like to, you know, I mean, you know, that would probably even make them worse. But you know, maybe they should just. I mean, they do give warnings, but maybe they should. You know, I, you don't really see it a lot, thank God, though. Um, but you know, I, yeah, you just it's it, it's more safety. Yep. And, 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 and and especially, you know, not so much in, you know, the AHL. It's not really televised, you know, like the NHL is. But when you talk about the NHL, you know, it's, you know, not only in that local area, but you got the whole, you know, especially in the playoffs when it's on national television and, you got at the whole country, and even if you know they're not, they suppose it's not even a, like a, a casual fan that doesn't even really pay much attention to hockey, but it's a playoffs and it's on, so they're kind of watching it, and it just makes you know, like, wow, this is, and it might turn them off from the games. Like these, this is what they do. They're right. you know, because they don't, you know, they might not know, especially if they don't watch a lot of hockey, right. You know, but but yeah, that's that's it for the AHL update. But that's about all I have. Um, let's see the. Uh, just want to mention. Let's see, like I mentioned that you know TNT's got the Stanley Cup final. It's going to start Saturday at eight o'clock. Um, it's also going to be on TBS. Actually, it's going to be well. It's going to be on TNT, TBS, True TV, CBS. Uh, Sportsnet, which is, I believe is a Canadian network. Uh, so Saturday is the first game. And then uh, Monday, we see that's in Florida. It's gonna, it looks like 8 o'clock. Looks like, uh, so it looks like they're all going to be 8 o'clock starts. So that's that's, that's a decent time. Um, so Saturday, game one in Vegas. Monday, game two in Vegas. And then Thursday, so there's going to be a few days off. It shifts to Florida. Another eight o'clock game, and then Saturday, June tenth, uh, game four in Florida, and then it's just back to Vegas, uh, June thirteenth to Tuesday, and uh, that's game five, and then game six would be Friday the sixteenth, 
at Florida and then the game seven. So the final, the final possible game will be Monday, June 19th. Then a couple of days after that, they do the, they, they do the awards. Uh, actually, the awards and the draft are going to be in Nashville. I believe it's on the 20th. Somewhere on the 20th or 21st or 22nd, I believe it is, somewhere on there. I think it's on like a Wednesday or Thursday. Um, So that's the schedule for the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, Buckle up and see some some more great hockey before the offseason. And and, uh, July 1st will come before you know it, and we'll have free agency. So we should have a decent show for that, free agency show. And then uh, cut down to one, maybe one, maybe two shows a month until September. And then we go kick off our third season. So our first full season is coming to a close. Um, Our first season, we actually started in February. So this is actually season two. um, is actually our first full season, so. Pretty, pretty, pretty interesting season we had. I mean, you know, obviously we may have a, as the season ends, maybe we'll kind of look back and we had some up and downs, uh, had some interesting um, additions and and maybe, uh, maybe get back to how it was when we first started. Who knows? I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll just have to wait and see. But it was an interesting season. Um, so we'll just uh, keep keep on. keep growing, and you know, changes are good. You know, we've got to see what you know what works or what doesn't. And about it for our uh, episode uh, sixty-three. Um, so we're we're inching closer to that magical one hundred, probably some maybe sometime next season or season three. Um, but again, our social media. Pred Wings Podcast on Facebook, Discord, Twitch, and Instagram, and Twitter and YouTube is at Pred Wings Pod. And our email is PredWingsPodcast at gmail.com. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Pred Wings Podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. See ya, Smashville.